everybody. Welcome to another episode of Our Drunken History. Today we're talking about a holiday that's close to both of us. We're talking about uh, Veterans Day coming up here in a, here in a few days. Um, it's a don't get it confused with Memorial Day. We'll address that. Yeah, Memorial Day. Uh, a lot of veterans get thanked, which is nice, but also uh, people don't. Not everybody, but a lot of people don't understand the. Uh, difference between the two holidays and yeah, we, we'll get into the details on that and then uh also a another holiday to, to some of you folks out there some of you i guess devil dogs out there you know, jarheads the uh the marine corps birthday is the day before uh veterans day on november 10th so uh, thank you marines for your service uh, we appreciate all the bullshit that you guys put up with because it is a lot yeah nah there's a there's a quote I think it was from Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, "I've never met a group of such uncivilized, uh, alcoholic, fighting people that wanted to fight in my life." Thank goodness for the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That, is, that is well said. Yeah, Mrs. R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you know when the Marines? Were founded and where the marines were founded they were uh they were founded i know there was the the second continental congress that approved it i think that uh, i heard the story that it was the idea came up in a bar that's that's what i'm talking about okay and uh that's pretty fitting i think too yeah i never know bar in pennsylvania bar in pennsylvania i think it was in philadelphia yeah. i think and uh that was there they got, i think it was uh in 1775. 1775, yeah. One one year older than the uh, United States itself. That's right. That's, so. so they've been around since the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Kicking ass, taking names since it all started. Yeah. So one of the things about the Marines, uh, maybe some people don't know, that uh, they were kind of originally, so they, they wanted a fighting force that could fight on sea and land, mm -hmm. and they they wanted them to be able to board other vessels and fight. But another thing, back at that time, the Navy had a lot of conscripted service people that yeah. uh, were either POWs or slaves even, yeah. or, or, or um, mercenaries that were their naval crews. And the Marines were actually put on board with all those vessels as security for the officers. Yeah. And they actually put the Marine quarters between the general quarters and the officer quarters so that way if there was a mutiny on board the marines, marines would just, step in and yeah <laughs> and stop it yeah i thought that i didn't really i didn't know that until i started doing the research in this that's pretty yeah. neat yeah so they started off as being the personal security for right. for the naval yeah. officers <laughs> yeah yeah now the marines have some cool jobs they, uh, they, they really do i know that uh they kind of get a lot of hand-me-downs yeah uh from the other services but they do pull off some incredible tasks with those hand-me-downs well really since the beginning they've been america's quick reaction force like yeah. they've they've deployed at short notice all over the world yeah and countless different conflicts and uh, they've uh they're always the ones in the nitty-gritty and the first ones there usually yeah yeah they're always first boots on the ground and in force, I mean, yeah. wrong. there's there's some yeah, special ops guys that go in beforehand, but the Marines are the first real, yeah, they're the one broad that, scale, yeah, yeah. The Marines are the ones that makes the news. Those other guys are usually in the shadows. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a deal. Uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. 
that uh, described the differences between um, covert ops and clandestine ops. Yeah. And normal ops. Yeah. Like normal ops is if you fart in an elevator and everybody can smell it, that's normal operations. Yeah. Clandestine ops is if, or covert ops is if you let a silent fart in the elevator and then people smell it. <laughs> covert ops is if you can let that silent fart out and nobody smells it. Oh, or cl yeah. Clandestine ops yeah. is if you let the fart out and <laughs> nobody <laughs> smells it. I heard a, I heard another one. It's I don't, it, not necessarily about the Marines, but it was between, it was, it was kind of like, the Navy SEALs versus the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And they say they both really kind of do the same job, but they do it different ways. But they, the, they say... Uh, the SEALs write books about it all. <laughs> And the SEALs write books about it afterwards. <laughs> but no, so they said, imagine there's a bad guy and he's got an envelope and you want that envelope, all right? But every night he puts that envelope underneath his pillow and he goes to sleep. He said, the SEALs come in and they will sneak in and steal the envelope and the guy wakes up the next day and the envelope's gone they don't know what happened to it they said the, the rangers show up they blow the door in with c4 kill everybody shoot the guy in the face take the envelope and walk out <laughs> that is true too. same result happens but just a little bit a different, little different style. ways yeah <laughs> it's true man rangers are yeah there's some bad dudes <laughs> just go in and kill everything yeah yeah now the Marines are uh, they're they're a special breed because they're kind of their they have their own special forces kind of yeah yeah MARSOC uh, Marine Special Operations Command and uh, there there's some bad dudes I I know two guys who were MARSOC okay and uh, they're they're guys who in a bar fight I'd want them on my side exactly yeah, yeah. and usually those guys you know you you just talk about every every. You ever, uh, you want to know if somebody's in the Marines? Mm -hmm. Don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> but MARSOC guys that I've met, I didn't know. They they don't brag about it. They don't talk about it. Like, now, you, they, might, they, you might hear that they're a Marine, but they didn't talk about being MARSOC. They were so pretty humble. That it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, the, and one thing that I know is true about Marines. If you get one Marine by himself, he will tell you how much being a Marine sucks. <laughs> but if you get two Marines together... They'll tell you how much, how much they love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the greatest job in the world. <laughs> That's so true. No, uh, when my first time ever flying into uh, uh, one of the, the countries overseas, uh, I flew in with, and I, well, I didn't know, we were just bullshitting with the guy sitting yeah. across the aisle on the flight from me. And uh, we landed, and we went and got our bags, and, and he said, I assume you're going to the base. And I said, yeah, I am. And he goes, do you want to ride? I said, sure. So these three Suburbans pulled in with like two inch thick glass windows. I mean, they were like yeah. tacked out. They had the little hump oh, yeah. antenna on the roof. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Who is he? He was the Marsoc commander taking over, the incoming Marsoc commander taking over for the one that was leaving. Oh, man. At this, <laughs> at this deployed base overseas. And uh, so I got to ride in the backseat of that Suburban. Oh, nice. For the 30 minute drive to... Base X, yeah, we'll call it. That's awesome. From yeah. my airport, that, that's yeah, and it was best. it was it was pretty cool because they pulled up and it was the security detail front and back, and then his suburban, and it was the it was the commander he was taking over for, and me and him, and then another, <laughs> yeah, like a door kicking motherfucker driving the truck. <laughs> 
So I just sat in there and I was like, well, this is cool. Like, I don't belong. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but they gave me a ride. What, the, what did the... the the new or the uh, the prior commander say coming there to pick you up it was like who's this guy? I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, he said who's this, and the guy was like he sat with me on a plane. He's cool. <laughs> so okay, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they didn't like. Yeah, they did some like kind of whatever turnover stuff. They didn't get any classified details or anything on yeah. the drive, but it was kind of cool to hear some of the stuff that was going on around because I wasn't staying there. Yeah, I was just using that base to go to another base. Yeah, it was like the stepping but, off point. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and he dropped me off at the terminal and said, "Good luck." I never saw the guy again. I don't even remember his name. Oh man! But if you're out there, thank you for the ride. That was pretty cool. Heck yeah! That, that, I think that I think that was my first deployment. Oh man! It was my first or second. Yeah. So it was still pretty new to it. At and that like, point, like, is it like this all the time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, I was like, well, this is some cool shit. Yeah. And then after that, I got a ride from a, ta a taxi or whatever, or a, a shuttle bus or yeah. whatever every other time. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been on some of those trips where the, the travel goes really nice to get upgraded to, like, business class. It's nice. Then I've had those same trips where I'm stuck in the middle row, in the middle seat. Yeah. The whole way. Everybody next to stinks. The, yeah. Yeah. I've had I've had that happen more often than not. And then show up at the airport. I've done it. Yeah, we have a really nice taxi ride or shuttle ride. To and then I've I got a cab once, and the thing was held together with like duct tape and bailing, bailing wire. wire. Yeah. And, and then the guy, I thought I was going to get kidnapped. It was going to be one of those taken situations. I thought. And I, I we were uh, we were in downtown Doha, downtown Doha. Yeah. One time, and they tell you all this: don't get rides from locals and all this shit. Yeah. And uh, we were waiting in the cab line, and this guy pulled up in this white beater Honda Civic, and he said, "Do you guys want a ride?" And it was me and two other guys, and I was the smallest guy, and I'm not a runt. Yeah. And I was like, I feel safe taking a ride from this guy because we could beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so we did. We crawled in, and I sat shotgun, and my buddy Kurt sat right behind the guy, and my buddy Chris sat yeah behind me. And I, when the guy was sitting in the truck, when or when in the car, when we went to get in, I said. Kurt, if he tries anything, just snap his neck. <laughs> he was like, okay. okay. <laughs> well, so all we, right. did, we, we sat down and, and the guy gave us a ride right to where we were going. That's good. Yeah, it was yeah. lovely. <laughs> Ended up being a really nice guy. We had this guy that we were supposed to call, um, and it was like, I guess, a, it was a local. But his, Was his name Matt? It might have been. I, I know who you're talking and about. And it was, he was vetted by the, the I know who you're talking about. I still have his business card. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't look like a mat. He <laughs> was a no. I think that was the name that they gave him yeah. to use. But uh, but I tell you what, I've never driven in a car that was driven like a NASCAR through bumper to bumper traffic at ninety miles an hour. Terrible! I got a ride from that same guy two times. If yeah. it's if it's the same guy we're talking about, it's, I think we'll, it is. we'll we'll cover it off camera. I'm sure. <laughs> but I know exactly where you're talking to. Yeah. Or where you're talking about. And uh, my my biggest plan for a long time was to go to that country. And open up a brake shop. Oh, yeah, because it's just, go, stop. Like, yeah, and it's, it's like, like, it's like stop way. right now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. man. It was uh, an eye-opening experience to drive. Because I never drove there. I just rode there. I don't know if I'd want to When I got there. to Djibouti, I drove all the time. Okay. And Djibouti's very much the same. Yeah. Djibouti City. Like, there's lanes, but they're more of a suggestion okay, yeah. than they are, like, a stand an actual rule. And there's posted speed limits, but nobody cares. Um, yeah. <laughs> drinking and driving is like... 
Well, they're totally all, okay there. They're either that or uh, or they're high on on cotton. On cotton? No, yeah. I'm talking for us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would go get shit house and then just. Everybody. I'm else not drives. saying it was a good idea, but yeah. we were young and dumb. Yeah, but everybody we drives would, that way anyway, too. So. Yeah, so yeah, we'd be just driving around drinking. <laughs> Well, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, the Kobe our, Bryant the Kobe, sign. That yeah. was like one of our first episodes we did. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that was in Djibouti. Yeah, hitting the beer bottle, the Kobe Bryant beer bottle. I read a whole bunch of stories about Djibouti today, just uh, kind of how it's changed since I was there. Because I, the last time I was there was two thousand, let's say fourteen. Okay, I think that was maybe maybe I was there early fifteen, early fifteen. I. I think might have been. I went through there in either 2013 or 2014. I can't remember exactly when, but that, by the way, the Djibouti uh, Ambuli Airport is the worst airport bathroom I have ever been in. Huh. I'm trying to think. I went through. It's one. like straight up third world prison bathroom. There was one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can believe. It. I mean, it is pretty. I went through the the airport and. Uh, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. I went. I I went to the bathroom in that airport as well. <laughs> that place and it's that airport too. It's just like bare concrete floors. And you know what though? I didn't. I guess I never did any research on Addis. I didn't realize how high in, in elevation it is. Yeah, the weather's phenomenal. Like it felt oh, yeah. great there. It's it's like a cool. It's still like uh, jungly. Yeah, but it's like not hot, sweaty jungle. It's like yeah, very it's, it's very. More, just com mild comfortable yeah yeah i was i because you know there's no windows oh yeah in that airport right yeah it's, like, it's all open air with like the cage shit. yeah and like we got off the plane and like we're walking i was like this this is amazing like, yeah i could stay here the weather there was it was great yeah. i liked it there's just too many snakes for me oh yeah lots of snakes yeah lots of snakes the we killed a couple black mambas a python yeah see uh not not for me. So I, it was a brown. I'm trying to. I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was another highly venomous snake. That we uh, when I was in Djibouti, we killed a puff adder. Okay. And several uh, African carpet vipers. Okay. They were everywhere. Yeah. Like in all of our tents, all the time. Oh man. Those carpet vipers were. Um, we saw one the whole time I was in Africa, and I was there over a year, different trips. Yeah. But I was there over. It was probably closer to a year and a half that I spent there total time. I saw one scorpion the whole okay. time I was there. Whole bunch of uh, uh, camel spiders, which are not as scary as people make them out to be. But I did see the biggest one I have ever seen was in Djibouti. Yeah, I've seen some pretty good sized ones, but not ever any as big as some of the stories I've heard. Dude, so. I will say I saw some big ones in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, you know that big. Yeah, we had one that we had we kept in a box. We named her. She had a big fat ass. We named her J Lo, <laughs> and uh, we would feed her lizards and stuff. Oh yeah. But uh, we had one in Djibouti that it was like the size of a dinner plate. Oh wow. Yeah, and it, I mean, and everybody said, oh, they don't really get that. No, they fucking do. Oh wow. It lived in uh, one of the the grounding lugs. For where we'd hook up when we'd load missiles. Yeah. It lived back in there. Oh, so man. So you'd have to, like, shine the flashlight to see if he was home or not before you'd hook up. Oh, man. Yeah. That sucker it is... Was, it was huge, dude. It was it was literally, like, the size of a dinner plate. Spread out. Yeah. That's that's nuts. Yeah. I, 
I've seen a lot of camel spiders. Never anything close to that big. <laughs> Except for that one. Except for that, that one. That one yeah. was the, the outlier. I will say most of them are maybe three inches across. Yeah. This one was like nine inches. And that's being conservative. I found one in, uh, in Vegas one time. I guess they hitched a ride back from uh, some of the... They're native there. Really? They're native to uh, Nevada, Arizona, I did, uh, I did parts of that. New Mexico, yeah. I figured they'd probably hitched a ride back in the equipment I thought the something. same thing, but I actually read uh, up on it, and they're native. Because uh, I found one walking my dogs there. And okay. I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. No, they are. They're native. Okay. Yeah. They, they also call them uh, wind scorpions. Okay. Because they actually are... They're more closely related to scorpions than they are yeah. actual spiders. Yeah. They're like a scorpion without a tail stinger or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They're a, a medieval... If you guys don't know what camel spiders are, look it up. Prepare for nightmares. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they got some pretty good pictures of them on there. Yeah. Online. Did you have did you have a pet camel spider for, for in the office? Everybody did. We had... Uh, yeah, we had one when... It, it was like my first or second trip to Iraq when I was actually when I was in the Air Force. Still, mm. we had one. We got one of the big giant, you know, the uh, the big giant uh, cheese ball jars. Yeah, we had one of those. Had him in there, and we would uh, we'd fight him against other critters that we found. We, we yeah. stuck a lizard in there. He killed it and ate it. Yeah. Stuck another spider. He killed it and ate it. Yeah, they're mean. They have a bad disposition. Yeah, well, we found one of those big. Uh, it was like a big hornet. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And uh, we stuck that in there with him. That hornet stung him. And it like made him goofy for a while. It really, he was kind of acting like he was drunk for a while. We thought he might've been, and then, and then he, I guess he waited for that hornet to go to sleep and he killed it and ate it too. <laughs> <laughs> to okay. be fair, if a hornet stings me, I'm going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch of wasps getting into my little shroud for my fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to take that down tomorrow and raid them all. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get into everything. Yeah. Anyway. Kind of got a little yeah. off, off the topic there, but telling some... Uh, some deployment stories. Yeah. So, uh, happy birthday, United States Marine Corps. That's right. Thank you very much for all that you do and all the places you go. Uh, we really do appreciate it. That's right, guys. And we might try to do a maybe another episode in the future dedicated to the history of the Marine Corps. I think be, a, be good. a good episode. There's a, yeah. lot of, uh, a lot of cool stuff in that. Yeah, there is. Yeah. A lot of different battles, a lot of different uh, events in history. Yeah. And then, uh, but as we said, the main uh, point of this episode was to cover Veterans Day. Yeah. Um, as we said, Travis and I are both veterans. We're not like the hardcore door-kicking guys. We're the technologically savvy, nerdy yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Veterans Day uh, is traditionally observed on November 11th. Yep. Uh, do you know why? Well, so it was uh, the, originally it was Armistice Day, and it was the day that, it was the the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month was the, uh, when the treaty took effect between the, the Allies the, and... Yeah, the Treaty of Versailles. Yeah, the, for the for the ceasefire and the, the end of World War One, at the time World War One was just called the Great War. Yeah, because no one intended on there ever being a World War Two. Yeah. So World War One initially, uh, as as I'm sure some of you know, is is the Great War, and actually, 
talked about it being the war to end all wars mm-hmm. too. It was so, and it was, they still, they're still clearing unexploded munitions from World War yeah. One in France today. Yeah. Still, there's a, there's a forest. It's the, I can't. It's the artist, Sham Forest, I think, or Arisham Forest. I don't know. It's a huge. It's a basically a national. Not, it's not a national park, but it's like a preserve right now because there's so much unexploded ordnance there. Really? That, um, and they have crews constantly clearing through it and trying to find this, dig the stuff up and, and get rid of it. They say it'll take another hundred years to clean this battleground up. And there, and it's covers like a couple hundred square miles hmm. of, uh, of this forest and, uh, and land and, and, in France where it's like, it's got, it's on maps and it's all red zone. It's got fences and stuff around it where because they still have landmines and, and they said a lot of the artillery shells they find, uh, still have mustard gas in them. Well, that would suck. Yeah. So there's still a bunch of UXOs with, with chemical agents and stuff in them as well. So don't go into that forest if you go to France. Exactly. Yeah. And that, but they, uh, I guess they section off a, a part of it and clear it out and then they return it back to the public eventually, yeah. but they say it'll take at least another hundred years to clear it. Not, not to, uh, get off on a tangent, but I, I can say I kind of know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> One time at a base in a country, we had a plane crash into a minefield. Oh, yeah. And uh, we had to have EOD, the uh, Ordnance Disposal guys, Explosive Ordnance Disposal. They went out and they had to build us a road and clear all the mines to where we could get to that plane. Yeah. To get all the, uh, well, to take it apart and bring it back to the base. Yeah. We got out there and I went over to, it was an Army EOD team. And uh, I went over to the highest ranking guy. He was a uh, army staff sergeant, E6. And I said, hey man, I said, are you sure you got all the mines? And he said, I would like to tell you that I'm sure that we did, <laughs> but I, I can't give you 100% confidence. We think we got them all. And he was dead ass serious. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, fucking cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so we had to go in and rip that plane apart. And like the whole time, it's in the back of your mind, like stepping gingerly everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I'll, I'll never forget that. We were out there taking that plane apart, and like this donkey pulling a cart. Oh, no. Came by us, and I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to blow up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happened. Oh, man. Imagine that donkey walking through there and stepping on one or something. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all go. Yeah. No, it was a. It was a it was it was one of those things where yeah. in the moment it was terrifying, but like afterwards it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, now you got a story. I I, yeah. I worked on a plane in a in a minefield. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Don't recommend. But we lived. We give it a one star Yelp sur- review. <laughs> yeah, we all survived. Yeah. Uh, Woodrow Wilson uh, was the president that initiated. Yeah. Armistice Day. Uh, it was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. Yeah. And I think it's still celebrated as Armistice Day in like uh, some of the European countries. Yeah. And then uh, the U.S. designated it Veterans Day to not only celebrate 
Armistice Day. Just, just it, yeah, it was it was at the time just a World War One, yeah, uh, memorial uh, celebration or whatever, an honor, yeah. an honorable, yeah, a day of remembrance, yeah, 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 that's better, yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it they renamed it Veterans Day to honor uh, veterans of all wars, both up to that time and those in the future, yeah, so. Pretty pretty cool honorable day for for everybody that I know and hang out with. Yeah, and then there's a it's 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 a federal holiday, so it's like yeah. the, the mail don't run on that day. The banks are closed. It's one yeah, of, it's a bank holiday. It is. The uh, there has been some push. I actually read about where voting day uh, actually we're coming up on elections right now uh, is, is usually about a week before traditionally. On uh, for Veterans Day, and but Voting Day isn't a a holiday. It should be a day off for everybody, just so you can make it to the polls and exercise your right. So there was a a push to try to have Voting Day move to Veterans Day, or Veterans Day move to like a Voting Day, so that way you can celebrate both at the same time, but you'd get a holiday off where you could go vote, like you said, exercise your right. Yeah. That our veterans actually fought for those rights to. To preserve, yeah. So, but it never has gained any traction. So they're still up in the air. I think it's the even if you don't want to make it a, a day about anything like that. I think that just everybody should have the opportunity to get to the polling station and and yeah. and voice their own uh, opinion on who should be running yeah, the exactly. show. You yeah. know, the, I mean, politicians are not leaders. They're representatives yeah exactly they're, they're so you're electing people to represent you um you should everybody should have that yeah. ability to, to get there and, and voice your opinion whether democrat republican independent green party libertarian don't give a shit just you know you, you should yeah. be able to go and, and voice your own opinion that's it that's exactly it so i i agree with that that should be a holiday yeah along with the the day after the super bowl should be a holiday as well Yes, one hundred percent agree. Um, do you know when Veterans Day became a holiday, of a federal holiday? Federal holiday. That I think I thought that was in the nineteen fifties or something. Uh, like nineteen thirty-eight by Calvin Coolidge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nineteen fifty-four is when it was renamed Veterans Day. Oh, okay, that's where I got them. Then uh, I had read where it moved to October for a while. Um. I don't remember where I read that, but it moved to October for a while, um, and then I think Eisenhower moved it back to November 11th. Okay. Uh, after like a 12-year run in October. Huh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see about that. That's yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Did it? So did it say why they had moved it to October? Uh, I'm sure it did. I don't remember why. Huh. Oh, here we go. Uh, although originally scheduled for celebration on November 11th of every year, starting in 1971 in accordance with the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, Veterans Day was moved to the fourth Monday of October uh, in 1978. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a seven-year run. It was moved back to the original celebration day. So it wasn't Eisenhower either. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, the legal holiday is November 11th, so... Huh, so they just tried something new and it really didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, I guess I don't know why. It just says 
That was some that was some politician wanting their their. It was staff a stupid on. idea. Yeah. Yeah. They were just saying, "Hey, I, I had I did that." <laughs> oh, Eisenhower was who made it. Uh, Veterans Day, signed the bill into law on May 26, nineteen fifty four. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks, Dwight. He also invented your interstate system. You're welcome. That's right. Yeah. That's true. There's we'll have to. That sounds like an episode we can do. Eisenhower was a kick-ass dude. Yeah, there was a there was a couple other things that he that he. Well, besides being a five-star general, which yeah. in itself is just there's only been a few of those. Yeah, like that's a pretty elite, exclusive yeah. club. Uh, I think that he was probably the last president that everybody agreed on was a really good president. Yeah, there's been a lot of controversial presidents since then, and there's been it, some that a lot of people, everybody liked, but not everybody really. Agreed. Everybody loved Ike. Yeah, and he was. He had that slogan. I like. I Ike. like Ike. Yeah, my yeah. grandpa has the button. Still. <laughs> he does. That's in cool. His, in the display case in his basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty. Uh, he was. He was a. He was not a polarizing figure. He no. was a unifying figure. It, that's kind of what we need nowadays. There's so many different polarizing figures out there. We need somebody that is, like you're saying, a unifying figure. That is not going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't see it happening either. No. Not no, unless... Shit is there, there was not a, good right now. There's that rumor going on for a while that uh, Dwayne Johnson was going to run for president. And then he says he changed his mind. <laughs> I like the guy, but I mean, yeah, but yeah. It, it would take something like that, that like has some sort of celebrity that a lot well, of people, we like. had a celebrity president, president, not too terribly long ago. And that was very polarizing. He was very polarizing. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be, we'd, we'd, it'd be good to get another Ike in there. Yeah. It is kind of funny to me how a lot of guys who are presidents and everybody like fucking hates them. And then they are no longer presidents. And then, like, ten years later, they're, like, very endearing. Oh, like, yeah. Like, George W. Bush, like, you know, a lot of people fucking hated him. When yeah. He was, you know, there was the Not My President stickers. Yeah. And now, everybody kind of likes him. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe he wasn't that bad <laughs> compared wow. to some of the... <laughs> We've been falling down the fucking staircase here lately. Let's just be real about falling it. Falling down the staircase? Falling yeah. Off for, our bikes and <laughs> like, I'm... I'm not going to make this a political podcast no, or anything, yeah. but just things have not been good for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's true. Yeah. Not just with the current. We need another Ike. Fella. <laughs> the one before him, I'm not a big fan of either. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Shit has gotten unreal. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Don't want to get into it. Uh, let's do the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Yeah, because so this is this is a big thing. Because I have people say, "Oh, thank you for your service," on both, and I only deserve it once a year. And I can't even say I deserve it. That's a really shitty way to put it. It's not what yeah. I. It's. I you know. When someone says thank you for your service, how do you react to it? It's awkward. It is awkward, and usually I just say thanks because that's really the only thing I can think of to say. Yeah, you know, I, I hate it. Yeah. I fucking don't like that. And yeah. I don't know many people that do. No. Because usually the ones that do are the ones that you see that are in the news for like stolen Valor stuff, trying to go get their, their yeah. free Subway sandwiches. And I saw a guy <laughs> and he had like, fuck, like 800 ribbons 
and then he had some medals, and he had, like, fucking, uh, I don't remember, it was, like, Army fucking, uh, Command Sergeant Major stripes, yep. but officer insignias on his lapels. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, the thing was, like, when I steal valor... I steal all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Like fuck. I think yeah. I really, he had like one of the the the, the, uh, the bus driver hat on too. With and it had the, the it probably had the lightning up. Yeah, the, yeah, light, the yeah, lightning like up the, the clouds. <laughs> like so, salute me yeah. and do push ups and like, <laughs> shit, dude. Like, yeah, gear down. Like what, you are not. What are push ups while you're saluting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, bro, you're fucking a dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No. Uh, Veterans Day is a day to honor veterans. Uh, Memorial Day is a day to honor dead veterans. I mean, that's really the blunt the, way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Memorial Day was put in place to honor those that have given the ultimate sacrifice right. for our country, for our freedoms, yeah. and all the different wars. And those those guys have, those guys have legitimately earned the right to be honored on that day. Yeah. Travis and I have not exactly gone to that length. We don't. Like, don't say that to guys who are still alive, please. It's it's not that I'm sure it's the sentiment is appreciated. Yeah, but it's just not something that uh, we have earned or any other living veteran. Exactly. Yeah. There's, uh, and uh, not only just the veterans though too uh, for that day, but um, the the Gold Star families. You know, the, the you see that right. you've seen the, the it's the flag that's a, a white flag with a red border. With the gold star with in the, the gold middle. Star, and that signifies that they are a family member, a spouse, or a parent of a veteran that has died or has given that sacrifice. Yeah. And that, that Memorial Day is to honor them. That's their day. Yeah. That's not our day. Yeah. That's our day to step back and give thanks to those who did pay that. Yes. The ultimate price to allow us to live the life that we do, be in this shed, doing this podcast, talking to you guys. Yeah. So putting our random stories on YouTube. I mean, talking about fucking spiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Memorial day is a, is a, is a whole different animal. Exactly. So just so you guys are aware. That's right. We're just trying to, that's all we're trying to do is bring awareness to, yeah. not, not, to, different to not to preach. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, so, uh, that's you I'm at on that. You said you had some uh, some good random. Uh, I did, yeah. I, I, I put together uh, I put together a sheet of fun facts. Oh, uh, one other thing I did. I this the spelling of Veterans Day. Oh yeah, I Is it heard that. Veteran apostrophe s day or Veterans apostrophe day. Well, from what I read, neither. Go on. So uh, the I think I, there was an organization. I can't remember what the organization was that that made the proclamation of it is was it the veteran u.s veterans association of some sort yes so they basically said that the having the apostrophe implied possession ownership ownership of the day day, and it's not veterans owning the day it's veterans being celebrated that day correct it's like dog's day yeah yeah the day where you just yeah so some calendars got it wrong yeah basically (laughs) is what i'm getting at um, fun facts. Okay. How many veterans are living today that served during at least a time of war? Non-peacetime veterans. Non-peacetime veterans. 
Well, I always hear a, a number put out of like 2 million veterans in the U.S. or something like that, but I don't know if that's it, combat veterans or, or wartime veterans or not. 19 million. Wow. Yeah. And I, I might be just be thinking about just Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. That's too, I, yeah. So, what percentage of veterans are women? I want to say, I want to say somewhere around 20%. 11%. 11%. 11% of veterans are female. Because I was thinking, well, it may be because now, like, the, I think the modern military numbers are close. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they are. Just so that just, might be one. Yeah, based on t- on past rules of yeah. women in combat and, and everything. But 11% of, of veterans are female. There are 5.9 million veterans that served during Vietnam War. Not necessarily served in the war, but right. served during the time of war. 5.9 million. Uh, there are 7.8 million veterans that served in the Gulf War era. Okay, yeah. Running around. So, I think that's a pretty large city. That is. That is. I mean, that's a little bit. That's a little bit smaller in New York. A little bit smaller in Houston. I think. Yeah, proper. It was proper. Not. Yeah. Not my major metropolitan area. But yeah, that, but yeah. That, that's a, that's, that's a, a lot. Big of, area. A lot of yeah. folks. Um, of the 16 million veterans who served during World War II, there were 240,000 still alive as of 2021. Really? That's, a, that's the I know that's the thing most too. Most current fact I could find with, on that. 240,000 of those guys still and alive. There is that's one of the greatest things I think about YouTube and TikTok and stuff now. I've seen tons of those old guys telling their stories on there. And some of those stories are wild and some of them are sad. Yeah. But like that that's the greatest thing I think some of those stories getting put on video put on recordings that way those they can people live are, on people are aware when, when those, I was when I was uh, joining the Air Force when I was in the recruiter's office uh, an old man walked in and my recruiter s- stood up and you know got very very formal and I sat there in the chair like I don't know what the fuck's going on yeah and he was yes sir no sir talking to this old guy and uh, and I is you know i was a kid i didn't know shit so i yeah. didn't didn't pay the respect that i should have to this gentleman and uh when the guy left he said uh i know you don't know who that is but that guy stormed the beach at normandy oh wow so that's n- crazy yeah which i i you know i was kind of a history buff yeah and i had read about world war Two and everything but it, it didn't hit home until Later in life, like that old man was, you know, some of these old guys that you guys see yeah. now that are, you know, people make fun of old people to a point, which is not the right thing to do. But, you know, they, you know, old people are obviously a little elderly and they have some, some physical ailments and things yeah. going on. Those guys did shit that m- most of you couldn't fucking imagine. Oh, yeah. Some of the stuff they went through, some of the things they saw. The yeah. Stuff they accomplished. I mean, with... Yes. That guy at one point, that old man that walked into that office, was harder than any person I have ever met in my life. I mean, I couldn't imagine... That's one thing that the movie Saving Private Ryan, and they tried to depict that opening scene with the Normandy invasion. Yeah. And... There's a lot of veterans that uh, of 
that invasion that saw that and actually said he did a really good job of depicting some of that. them said it was too real like yeah. people are not ready to see that how it was yeah which and they kind of wanted to keep the, i can appreciate those that. guys wanted to keep it kind of a secret though because they don't they didn't want to push that on the on the people yeah because they were trying to protect i yeah. think people from which it. is a very honorable thing but i, I think yeah. it's i think it's important <clears throat> that people see what those guys uh went through to you know, accomplish what they eventually did accomplish. I mean, you know, I couldn't imagine having a, you know, wading ashore like waist deep water with a with a thirty pound backpack, a ten yeah. pound rifle, ammo while you're getting shot at with machine gun fire yeah. at the same time. It's just, and then you hear some of those stories about, you know, some of those guys never made it off the boats. They never yeah. made it off the landing craft. Yeah. They're just. Either, either they were shot in the boat or they made it out and the water was too deep and their pack was too heavy and they sunk and drowned. Yeah. it was, Or they made it to the shore and, you know, got mowed down, which sucks. Yeah. Or lost a limb and bled out. or Exactly, you know, yeah. Just what a nightmare. You know, truly what a... It, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It would be. It's one of those things that would... I know a lot of those guys, too. It, well, they didn't call yeah. it PTSD. They called it shell shock. Yeah. Back then, you know, they'd say that guy was shell shocked, and or TBI or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. So they, they they came a long way on the research and that stuff and the and the treatments and the and yeah. the help. But a lot of those guys, those guys got back and had like no support, like no no psychology. Exactly. You know, no no, the VA wasn't really yeah, exactly yeah a thing. You know, it was they, they had nothing. Yeah. And those guys, by the way. The, the work that they put in to get the VA to be what it is today, you know, I know it's got some of its warts, but yeah, uh, it does provide a lot of good stuff for a lot of good people. Well, you know, it, and it's, and it's because of those veterans going to Congress and fighting for, yeah, for, for the support and for the help that right. a lot of the modern veterans and not, not just the world war two guys, the Vietnam guys, yeah. you know, fighting the Asian orange battles and, and paving the way for things that, are coming down to our generation like the burn pits and yeah eventually what i assume will be the anthrax vaccines that we all went through yeah i'm waiting to see what happens with that yeah after eight of those i had 12 of the motherfuckers oh, yeah because i had to start over oh man yeah, yeah I, had, I had 12 12 fucking anthrax vaccinations yeah, i think i stopped at eight but yeah but going back to you talking about dwight eisenhower and how he created the the interstate system right that was in the 1950s yeah well Got all these World War II vets that come back from World War II and they come back and join the workforce. So not only did they fight World War II and go through all that shit, all those guys were actually the ones that built all the infrastructure. That is, that is true. So yeah. not they, only they, 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 they the greatest generation. Yeah, yeah. So those they were, were part of a whole other bad motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, they contributed to society. I think way more than. Yeah, they're 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 to be celebrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the three states with the highest percentage of veterans. Uh, this one is a pride point for me because one of them is my wonderful home state. <laughs> uh, but Alaska, Virginia, and Montana have the the highest per capita um, a number of veterans, which I, I think is really cool. That is pretty neat. Yeah, that... I did. I did want to touch on some some cool quotes here. Oh uh, yeah, these are my other fun facts. Uh, Great Britain, France, Australia, and Canada. Also commemorate the veterans of World War One and Two, around not necessarily on, but around November 11th. Okay. Uh, Canada calls it Remembrance Day. Uh, Britain has Remembrance Sunday. It's the second Sunday of November. Um, 
And in Europe, uh, Great Britain and the Commonwealth countries observe two minutes of silence at 11 a.m. every November 11th. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arlington National Cemetery holds a memorial service both on Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Uh, Arlington National Cemetery has over 400,000 graves, uh, most of whom were military members. Yeah. Man. Um, some just cool quotes. Okay. Uh, everybody knows this one, but not everybody remembers uh, who it was from and why he said it. Uh, I only I only regret that I have one life, that I have but one life to give for my country. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was hanged, I think, uh, Nathan, by the Brits. Nathan Hale was hanged by the Brits for treason. Yeah. Which I think is... That's a gangster way. To the, <laughs> right up till the bitter end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, the, unpar- the unparalleled perseverance of the armies of the United States through almost every possible suffering and discouragement... For the space of eight long years, was little short of a standing miracle. That is uh, George Washington's farewell orders to the Continental Army in 1783. Okay. Uh, the brave men, living and dead, who struggled here, have consecrated this ground far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note, nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. Ooh. Who was that? Abe Lincoln at the Gettysburg Address. At Gettysburg, okay, yeah. 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 This one's this one this one you won't know, I'm sure. Okay. Once let the black man get upon his person the brass letters US, let him get an eagle on his button and a musket on his shoulder and bullets in his pocket, and there's no power on earth which can deny that he has earned the right to citizenship. I don't know. Yeah. Who's that? Frederick Douglass. Okay. Yeah. When he was trying to uh, advocate for African-Americans to join the military during the Civil War. Yeah, that was right. And I think you, with that, too, that led the charge to for some of the... Why haven't they done a movie about him? Like, that seems like someone they would do a movie about. Yeah, it seems like it, they should. Maybe... Like, he's earned it. Maybe somebody that they need to. I Yeah, I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. The guy was a badass. Uh, to us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride and the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory. Sounds like Churchill. That's Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, okay. Yeah, in, in the original proclamation of Armistice Day. Okay. And this one, you will know the quote, but I bet you don't know who said it. Okay. Only the dead have seen the end of war. Ooh, I have heard that, but I don't know who said it. Everybody says it's Plato. Okay. It's fucking wrong. Uh, I thought it was Plato, too. Gary Busey. <laughs> no, uh, George Santayana in the book Sol- Soliloquies in England and Later Soliloquies. I've always thought that was Plato. Okay. I thought for sure that was Plato. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, there's a lot of quotes out there that get misattributed to I know. certain people. It's disappointing because, yeah. like... That's a badass quote. Yeah. Like, you would want credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Plato's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> In his death. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my... Those were my, my little fun facts. I think awesome. we got some cool little... I think we did. I tidbits, think, too. Yeah, there was... In some, there, some, uh, some shorts. 
That's some good shorts, some sh good uh, good facts that we had. Yeah. Oh. Good little. It actually turned out to be a, a longer discussion than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I so, yeah, I think yeah. so. Huh. Well, hey guys, uh, that wraps up our our Veterans Day episode and our very brief but uh, very heartfelt happy birthday and thank you to the U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, we hope you appreciated the episode. Please hit like and subscribe. Uh, and also comment, uh, we'd like some ideas going forward. Uh, we're not running short on any, but yours are probably better than ours. Yep. So g give us what you got. Well, yeah, we've got a, a poll going on our uh, YouTube community page. So hit that vote on that poll for future episodes. Uh, we've got a few ideas on there and then, uh, make sure you follow us on our social media channels and, uh, just help us out. Yeah. Be safe. Make Good choices with your drinking. Yeah. Uh, Make sure you have a plan. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much. See you next time.